Brandon's here. Hey, buddy. Brandon! How you doing? Good, bro. Hey, um, so did you watch the clip that I sent you? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Motherfucker, motherfucker has cancer, and the first thing that AJ <laughs> says is... Yeah, he's been laying around in a bed a lot. Well, I mean, that actually is a good point. Here's the thing. When you sent me that, it was... Was it? I think it was literally the day of or after my surgery, and I was so fucked up on stuff, I totally forgot to go back and watch it, but I will. I promise. Okay, so you think cancer is a good enough excuse <laughs> to go on off your friend? Yeah. It's a good name of actually, yeah, over the year, so. I'm really mad that we didn't. You know what? I'm really mad that we didn't put this in the show, and we just... I'm really angry about that. Don't know how I could make it seem organic if we went back and did it the other way. Um, nah, fuck it. Nothing we can do about that. You know what? We'll do a preamble to the open. So that'll be the preamble. <laughs> and now I'll play the open, and that will be how the show begins. Nice. Sounds very professional. <laughs> Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, Aaron. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Oh man, welcome in. It is episode number two of Jobbing Out. Two because our next guest has two types of cancer. Oh! Nice! Wow, God. Only one now. Well, okay, that's true. I guess that's a good one. (laughs) Add two. Oh my God. Just the one. Right. All right, so as you heard in the preamble to this week's show, by the way, I'll let me do the introductions. I'm Glenn. Uh, he is Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. He is, of course, the main event. Ten. Mm-hmm. Ten. Mm-hmm. Ten. Dance break! Boom. By the way, Brandon can now confirm that I actually dance when we do the dance break. That's that's legit. For F's sake. AJ Francis, I'm stopping him now. That's the way it is. Um, And uh, joining us this week, we are happy to have him back. He's been with us a bunch of times in the past. And um, we've been uh, we've been both uh, lauding him and making fun of him for the last couple of weeks as he has been holed up in the hospital. He is our buddy Brandon Linton, who yes, is already kicking cancer's ass. That's just the way it is. It's good to see you, buddy. Thank you for coming in and hanging out with us. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Um, Brandon came out uh, on Friday night. We had made this plan that we were going to go to this the house show. First of all, Aaron was there too. 
Dude, yes, what, a, what a great show that was. That was an like, excellent show. What a goddamn wonderful show. We had I'm a, convinced we just saw the WrestleMania match preview. Oh, I'm sure that's the case. It was two in a row. Yeah. Two, two house shows in a row that were... Really good? Yeah. You, you were at the other one with Yeah, me. it's true. That's a good point. That was the Brock Lesnar one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we've been to two really good house shows. Aaron and I didn't have a great history in house shows. We had a really bad history when it came to house shows. Come on. We saw Vandango at that one. That is a good point. We did see Vandango. And I think Bo Dallas before he was on the main roster, right? Wasn't he? he was all, he, that was after he was, uh, had the spot in the Royal Rumble and he had that little run with Wade Barrett. But yes, before he became the Bo Dallas right, that we know Bo when Dallas. he was just generic babyface. Dallas. So Brandon and I had talked about doing this house show for weeks, and then, um, like an asshole, he went and got cancer. What a jerk. What a selfish prick you were. <laughs> I know. Um, but then we were even more hellbent on uh, getting to the show after that, and uh, thankfully it all worked out. You got out of the hospital like... 48 hours before <laughs> it was a little rough i'm not gonna lie it was a little like those bathroom lines oh my god what? and like the horrible people well i guess i shouldn't say that but they were pretty horrible dude they pretty were pretty horrible, horrible. People. we did pull um a- aj we actually pulled a you at friday show. so remember the time that you asked me to get you tickets and as it turns out you already had tickets and so yeah. you abandoned me and you went and sat in the front row and caught John Cena's hat? We Vaguely. Did, we had essentially did the same thing to Aaron on Friday night. Yes. <laughs> we asked Aaron for tickets. And then as it turns out, we also had tickets. And then we got there and realized our tickets were a little bit better. <laughs> A little bit better. Little. I do like how you walked all the way across the arena for an upgrade of like three rows. It was more than three rows. It was like seven rows. And, okay, and the double aisle. A's. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, I was like, I had row D or whatever. Yeah. E. And, and, and the aisle for someone who might have bathroom problems is like, you know. That did uh, help. Yeah, no. And there was a little <laughs> bit more. You know what I did also realize we did? We both like, we put our, we had so much room in front of us, we put our feet up. Like we were sitting at home on a couch. <laughs> it was really nice. Um, it was a great show. It was a. It was almost essential to like my survival at the show. Seriously, I mean, come on, Aaron. If I hadn't done that with Brandon, I would have been an asshole. Yeah, you would have. You you wanted Brandon to die, didn't you? That's you right. Wanted, exactly. <laughs> I wanted him to suffer like the rest of us, sit in the normal seats, not these lounge areas with the feet up. <laughs> it was really great. Um, yeah, John Cena and Daniel Bryan in a steel cage, um, and I, I'm with you. I, I am convinced that is your WrestleMania main. Winner gets a Bella. I, I believe that's exactly <laughs> yes. what it was. It's exact- no winner gets both. Oh wow, that's wow. a pretty good deal. That's, that's better than deal. the title. <laughs> um, a thousand times better than the title. Um, I really had a moment in watching that match. I was talking to Brandon about this. There was a spot where legit. John Cena nearly slipped off the cage. Yeah, it was on our side of the arena. So, Aaron, I'm not sure if you realized how. I, like, yeah, it did. It, I, I think slipped. I know what spot you're talking about now that you mention it. But no, like, no, it didn't seem anything crazy. Okay, so imagine this scenario, right? Just imagine you're at a house show, the Friday night after Christmas in Baltimore. John Cena is wrestling Daniel Bryan in a cage for the title. John Cena accidentally slips off the cage and dies. Or becomes champion. <laughs> like, <laughs> breaks. You know, I didn't even think about that. I was more worried about him being hurt. Oh, I don't care about that. You're right. He no, have to give him the you title. You wanted to see a title change. He could have. If he, he had fallen and won the title. If he had slipped and fallen, 
what would they have done? Because not they only gave John Cena the title, and he would have had a rematch. Daniel Bryan would have had a rematch to, uh, Tuesday on but that or, or he would have had a rematch later in, later in the night. But that, that would have been event. the record breaker. Oh, yeah. yeah. They yeah. would have ended up break this thing that we're all convinced now that they're going to do at WrestleMania. They would have ended up blowing at a house okay. show. It would have been a wonderful. Friday night in Baltimore. Oh How my dare God. you say blowing it? It was oh, absolutely yeah. their intention. Can we talk about the greatest house show crowd ever? Can we talk about the fact that John Cena is over? Oh yeah, he's way over. Way over. He's way over. And this is the. It, it's because of the JBL hair. The no, hair it's because is... of the long absence. Well, it's uh, definitely because and the of the JBL hair. You know, it's really something. If you would go back, however many years, and like talk to yourself then, and be <laughs> and, and be like. This is how John Cena is going to be received. You would be like, nah, nah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's weird. I always thought that there would be an amount of respect that would come for John Cena, like that at some point. I, I do think that, you know, what I would compare it to. We're always going to sing Kurt Angle sucks when he comes out, right? Like we'll always yeah. do it. But it sure as hell ain't because we think Kurt Angle sucks, right? I think that in recent years, even some of the smarks would say with their friends, I respect John Cena and how much he cares about the business and all of the fucking work he does and that whole deal, but I'm going to boo John Cena because I boo John Cena. Like, that's just what I do. Well, a big part of it is probably also because of everything that he's done in the past few years, like putting certain guys over, staying away from the title. I'll say, yeah, if he wins the Royal Rumble, that all disappears. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, well... I don't know, Daniel Bryan's, he's in a really good, if, if they work him against this Daniel Bryan, you really don't think that they would get, I think, oh, I, I, I think you do it, but you don't have him win the Rumble, if he wins the Elimination Chamber, if he wins in March, so there's not, you know, the huge build, yeah, you're talking about the the, the two-month build, you're saying just that night, you don't want that reaction, I think you guys are underselling the audience, I feel like you haven't been paying attention for the past couple years, if the main event, if the WWE title match at WrestleMania is John Cena, Versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is going to get cheered the whole leading up to it, and, da- and John Cena is going to get booed the whole leading Hang up. Hang on a to second. It. What did he, what did Daniel Bryan say at a house show this weekend? Not the one we were at. There was another house show about the kid. He literally birthday? like he like he like made. Oh, he, a, yeah, he called a he called a kid a moron or something like, like that. He said because it was his birthday. A little was kid, that what it was? Like a young kid had a sign that said it's my birthday, and he said. Congratulations! It's your birthday. You're stupid. And they said your yeah. your parents are stupid and all this other stuff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, actually, kind of wants me to make it. Wants me to wants, makes me no, want to cheer him more. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like the AJ's point. Like the more he does stuff like that, like all the smart people are gonna yeah. be like. But yeah. but the rumbles in like a. Weird it is true. Place. It's not in Philadelphia. It is a different world that it's in Phoenix and not in Philadelphia, and. I don't. I guess because it's in a baseball stadium, there might be more European fans that come in for the weekend. I was going to say, Rumble's the- almost become a mini-mania that they sell the travel packages, they get the international audience there. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I don't know. But yeah, I'm more and more convinced it's seen in Brian in the main event at WrestleMania. And it was great. The match was great. The whole show. That, the whole, dude, it was such an embarrassment of riches. Um, you and, and Sean Creedle are dumb, Aaron, for voting for NXT. SmackDown, it, it's, it's embarrassing how loaded... We had a moment where we looked at each other, and what was what was the it was the club. Well, remember I texted my brother, and I was like, 
I showed him a picture of the cage match, and I was like, "This is the last match before intermission." Before intermission, right? Correct. He was like, that "What's was the, match the main event?" Intermission, right? But the it was the club and Shelton Benjamin. That's right. Yeah. The club and Shelton Benjamin versus the Colognes. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew the Colognes yeah. still alive? And Aiden English. And I said, "This is obviously the low mark for the show, and this is the club is the low mark." Anderson and Gallows, who we love, who are awesome, and who are great. Was the low mark. Who are both awesome and great. Correct. And Shelton yes. Benjamin is a freak. Yeah, that was the low mark for the show. Yeah, that's, that's how... one of those times when I was like, oh, Shelton Benjamin, he's still on the roster. Wait, why the hell aren't they using Shelton Benjamin more well, he's, if he's the still on the committee. roster? No, he welcomed himself. You got a nice little mini promo this week on yeah, right? Yeah. A nice one? <laughs> oh, dude, this, this week he was hilarious. He rips down the thing and he's oh, all. I totally yeah, right? missed that. Oh, dude. Oh. Um,. So too busy with cancer. Yeah, well, <laughs> I do fall asleep during things a lot. So. Oh, oh, now, now it's awkward. We have we have to be able to make fun of you. We have to be, or else I don't know how to do this. Me either. Keep we, doing it. We had a moment, Brandon and I did, like the night that he got diagnosed. Where we're sitting, the night, like literally, we're sitting in the hospital and we're just like I don't know what to do other than to make jokes. Like my I'm, wife is sitting there, and like his wife is literally in tears, and like and I'm just like, oh god, I feel so bad. Like I just feel so bad. But both of us are cracking up. But we just don't know what else to do. Like yeah. what else do you do other than make jokes about it? Like it's the only. I'm glad thing you, you noticed because I didn't even like notice. Oh god, I was just like going with you. I felt terrible, dude. <laughs> I felt as, awful. as terrible as you did when you said you had a bad food week. Okay, yeah, that's the other funny <laughs> moment from Friday night. Thank you for bringing that up, Aaron. <laughs> so uh, we have a tradition, and you know we should do a better job of inviting other people out to it. Um, but we have a tradition before shows. We go to uh, – it's not a place that like we've ever done business with, but Frank and Nick's is just a place that I like that's not normally as busy as some of the other bars are in downtown Baltimore. And I think their food is actually better than a lot of other bars in downtown Baltimore. So our regular hangout spot is Frank and Nick's. And we've had big – like one night, uh, AJ, you had like your sister there and, yep. and and Alan was there. And like we've had big groups that have hung out there. But we had a smaller Play group. Wings. Yeah, the, dude, wings. the place is legit. It's a to- I don't know why that place isn't more popular. It's a legit spot right there by the stadium. So everybody just wants to go to fucking pickles and sliders. and, they're, and All right. Anyway, those places might do business with me, so I better not say anything. Um <laughs> So at Frank and Nick's, and I walk in, and it's Christmas week, right? It's holiday week, and, you know, during holidays. It's Christmas time in Hollis Queens. Exactly right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you sort of throw out, I've been eating well all year, but I didn't have a great eating week. And so I walk in, and I say, I like, "Ah, I got to order something good. I, I haven't had a good eating week. And Brandon looks back over, and he says, yeah, neither did I. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like oh oh you son of a bitch i want to be like try eating jello and right. fucking chicken yeah. broth yeah right. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> my god what an asshole i am and you saw the caliber of shit oh my god it was so brutal it was until so... i changed rooms yeah that's true that's true once you got in a nice room it was all right it was all right at that point brandon was so excited he's like i just want to like anything that doesn't anything at all i'm like all right we'll get you something all right um here's the deal we got a lot to talk about this week we'll talk about raw and smackdown a little bit later on we'll talk about all elite wrestling um but before that clearly the story of the week in the world of professional wrestling is uh just an awful awful loss as uh mean gene is gone and um 
Man, I, you know, I was telling Aaron this. You know what? Like is unreal for me. Like everybody has their like personal things. Whenever somebody and everybody's always like mad. Like you're not. Don't make it about yourself, right? Like when somebody dies, but you can't help but think about it. Legitimately, this is not a shoot. I was talking to Mean Gene last week about coming on this show. So it's not well, a shoot. Yeah, that means it's fake. Shut up! Shut up! You're right. That's that's. Botch. Shut up. Um. Yeah. I mean, Gene and I were talking last week. Now he told me. He was in the hospital. He said, because oh. um, I had like I had reached out to him, I think like a week before, and he messaged me back. He said, "Hey man, would love to do it. Sorry, I've been behind. I've been in the hospital this week." And I said, "No, you know, obviously no problem. Like, get it." And we were talking, literally like setting it up that we were going to do something this week, and um, like that really kind of like rocked me like rocked me when i saw that because i was legitimately just talking to the man a week ago um mean gene is wrestling right like in the way that i talk about our truth being wrestling like there is an era of professional wrestling that i'm not trying to say that mean gene was bigger than hulk hogan but mean gene was akin to legitimately any star of that era in his significance, his relevance. I mean, there's at least ten to fifteen Hall of Famers that like the big one of the biggest moments in their career was a Mean Gene interview. Yes, I mean, yes. Uh, okay, do the list: Ric Flair, uh, Hogan, Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Oh, definitely Savage. Ultimate Warrior. Savage. Booker um, T. I'm coming Booker for T. you. Oh, right. Sure. Oh, oh my right. god. Oh. Hulk Hogan. Oh god, yeah, that was an awkward one. Uh, you, you could say Hall and Nash because Mean Gene was in the ring at Bash of the Beach. That's true. Oh, that's a yeah, great point. Just dodging garbage. God, that's a yeah. great point, man. Um, do you know which one of those occurred in Baltimore? Which one of these famous moments we're talking about? Anybody? No. Anybody? I, I'm, go- I'm going through the list here. Hold on. I know, but that's a ch- no. I, I'm cheating because you told me. Oh yeah, I did tell you. That's right. So I won't guess. Uh, what was it? I'm coming for you. It was not that one. <laughs> We're not playing that. <laughs> I, I, oh boy, it would be. Hang on, I'll share it. I'll share it. It would be this legendary. It's. I can't play the whole thing. You might not remember the promo as well as you remember the visual. The visual. Oh wait, is this Ric Flair disrobing? It is absolutely Ric Flair stripping off all of his clothes. Oh, that man. occurred when in Baltimore. Drops the elbow the coat. Yep. Yeah. That was in Baltimore. Hang on a second. All right, Ric Flair. 13-time former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. You have captured the hearts of these people for two decades as the consummate professional wrestler. Ric Flair coming off that, that horrible, that travesty in Washington last night. Where were you going with all this gear? Oh, man. You know, Gene... Hang on a second. I want to play this out because I want you to listen. For This is how great Gene was. Listen how subtly he will throw in like little drops as Ric Flair is, is delivering this m- amazing promo and how much he adds in the process of doing this. Thank you. All I can say is thank you. But you know what? The truth is... All this, I don't deserve it. I got my ass kicked last night. And damn it all, I'm ashamed of it. Eric Bischoff did not. No, 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 no
And Baltimore knows me. Hell, I know Baltimore. But I, what am I going to say? I got in the car last night. I went back to the hotel. I called Arn Anderson. I said, Arn, brother, it's over. I got drunk. I woke up today. I said, it's over. I called my wife. She said, get home. It's over. I got on the plane. I sat down. The flight attendant said, what do you want, Mr. Flair? And I said, hell, I want to go to Baltimore. And that's what it is. You're warming up. Wherever you are, and brother, right now, you're the man. I'm asking you and Baltimore, 18,000 strong, and 20 million people out there to hear me out for the very last time. Me, Gene, who made this coat? Hugo Boss, Armani, you set up broke hell. My life just started, Jack. What is, what is this? Who made this? <laughs> My goodness, uh, starting to... This is how I travel, you jackass! I'm custom-made <laughs> from head to toe! Great! Have been, and always will be! You jackass! Taking all of his clothes here. <laughs> Shirts, <laughs> suits, suits, ties, that's me! I've lived the life of a king because the people have allowed me to. Woo! I don't know what, what, what the is the point? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait here. $2,000 alligator. It's yours. $30,000. Throw it in the crowd. It's a gold Rolex. Your Actually, one of the shoes nearly knocked somebody out. <laughs> you see this? Oh, my word. Did the guy snap? $100 bill? It's yours. Hey. I forgot yours. that he ripped $100 bills in half. I forgot yours. about that. Three grand. I am... Hey, he just rifled a Gucci shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he, like, really chucked it. <laughs> what is going on? Bishop! I'm telling you, Bischoff, I will leave the wrestling world forever. I will sign. All right, I'll pause it. I'll pause it there. We all know how the whole thing. But, yeah. like, the little subtleties of him just continuing the, the – the, like, that's a great promo no matter what, obviously. That's a legendary, iconic, and Ric Flair stripping down to his boxers and handcuffing himself to the – we would remember that for eternity no matter what Gene Okerlund did. But Gene – like that's not scripted. He helps with the no. beats, like you know. Right like, yeah. in in a world of over the top crazy characters, he was the perfect straight man to make them even more over the top. Correct. Like he's just legitimately in there doing an interview. Like he just says, "What is the point?" Which like you don't think of anything at that point, but like it keeps the direction. It keeps the and it uh, man. I think about him every time they do a one of these 
in the ring with Michael Cole or Renee or someone, yeah. and they just leave the second that the wrestler starts talking. Right. Yeah. It was right. super, like, why were they even there in the first place? You know, like... Oh, that's a great point. It just makes you miss stuff like this. Yeah. Gene added to everything. AJ, I think... The, be- the best thing Gene did was, in his whole career, was Legends House, though. You love Legends House. <laughs> I never House. saw it. AJ loved Legends House. He was obsessed Love Legends House. You know what's... Okay, here's something that's remarkable to me, AJ, and you can speak to this as a rapper. Gene Okerlund beloved in hip-hop culture. Like... Mean Gene? He is a big deal in hip-hop culture. Um, I don't... I don't know where that came from. I don't know why. Because he was always on because he was always on screen with Hogan and Flair and Macho and Isn't it pretty much Ricky like, Steamboat and Yeah. Isn't it like throwback wrestling is big with Yeah, it's true, culture? right? Yes, and, and again, there is no bit he was in everything. Hogan was great, but Hogan was only in his segments. Gene was in everybody's segments. When I was yeah. I told Glenn when I was a kid, uh he was like the second most recognizable personality to Hogan. Yeah, like when it's I legit. when I first started watching WWE, it's, it's WWF. completely legit. Yeah. Um, my favorite two things that I, I saw this week, uh, one was from our buddy Kevin Eck, who reminded like no one. How many people do Hulk Hogan impressions? Right. Like everybody's got a Hulk Hogan impression. Mean Gene is so important that literally everyone's Hulk Hogan impression starts with Mean Gene. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. There is no you don't do a Hulk Hogan impression without that. Right. The most right. iconic human being in the history of professional wrestling cannot be separated from Gene Okerlund. Well, you, you know what's funny is my brother and I, that was our flair impression. Mean! Woo! Gene! It's By true. God, Gene! Yeah, that's right. exactly, exactly right. Um, the other one that was, I think, my favorite of the week was, did you guys see Drake Maverick's tweet? No. Oh my God. It was really wonderful. So, I think a lot of people have shared some really touching and really mum, but I thought this was like kind of perfection for what um, Mean Gene's all about. Drake Maverick tweets, I remember the first time I met Gene. Gene! And of course, everybody knows uh, Drake Maverick, formerly Rockstar Spud. Gene says, Spud, I was walking around the offices of Titan Towers in Stanford. Do you know who was talking about you? And Spud says back, Oh my god, who, Gene? No one. Absolutely fucking nobody. <laughs> It's so wonderful. Like, it's just so perfect, and you can just think of Gene Okerlund, man. Um, I just thought of something that I totally forgot about until right now. There was a – before the network, WWE used to have, like, an on-demand – Yeah. Yeah. AJ, did you have it? Yeah, it was on, like, uh, Comcast had it. Yeah. And there was a show that was, like, uh, Mean Gene would host these panels – of the Legends Roundtable. Yes, those were awesome. I don't know if I ever saw one of them. I remember he did the WWE Confidential They're, they're on the network. You can find them. They're really good. They yeah. are so good, and they're confrontational, and they're amazing. Like, they're straight. Like, the guys argue with each other and pick on each It's It's great. There's, like, who's like Mick Foley's on a lot of them. Okay, and- okay. Um, I remember WWE Con- I love WWE Confidential. Like, that was... Remember, at the time, nobody was doing anything like that. Like... They were. This was before they would acknowledge the presence of like the kayfabe culture, and Gene was perfect for it. And they really like you bought into the idea that they were covering themselves, um, which like in hindsight they probably weren't really as much as I thought they were because I was younger at the time and was buying into the concept. Um, but I love that whole thing, man. I I don't know what else. I'd like. 
you know. Did they, anyone ever call into the WCW hotline? Never did that. Never did that. I can tell you the number. Really? one 909 You yep. are a nerd. You <laughs> are a nerd. <laughs> that shit is that's, a That's where they got 999 from. Okay. Oh, all right. There we go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, now what? Now nine ninety nine. How much? That's for the what? What do you get for nine ninety nine exactly? Mean Gene's hotline. Come on. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, yeah. I got nothing else. I know uh, Gene was just in uh, Baltimore recently doing an event with MCW. Um, went over this. I thought was the neatest thing, and we were talking about this on my show yesterday. You know who found out that Gene Okerlund was in town and went out of his way to arrange a meeting with Gene Okerlund when he was here two months ago? would be one Adam Jones of the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, of course. Of course. Like, Adam Jones found out that Gene Okerlund was here and was coming somewhere and literally, like, made arrangements behind the scenes so that he could come hang out, and they ended up hanging out and watching the Ravens game together at Jimmy's. This wasn't like... Like, he was doing an event with Jimmy's, Gene was, and Adam had nothing to do with it and just was such a nerdy fan that he said... I really want to come meet Gene Okerlund. I want to meet me and Gene. Can I figure out a way to make this happen? And ended up hanging out and watching the Ravens game with him at Jimmy's that Sunday. Like, holy shit, man. Like, the impact of Gene Okerlund is unbelievable. Um, I, 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 I don't – I always hate when we do a segment like this because all we just really do is talk about how great a guy is and there's no, like, real topic to come out of it. But what else is there to say about Gene Okerlund other than an absolute icon? No one – there's no comparable – Right? Like, what he did... I mean, the only comparable as far as, like, what he did on... Like, as far as a non-wrestling character might be Bobby the Brain. Yeah, but, like, it's a different... You're right, it's, it's very different. It's different. But I, yes. I understand what you're saying, right? Like, in, in because he wasn't a wrestler, and yet he was so unbelievably significant to everything that they were doing. But there's never been a broadcaster type. And there have been great broadcaster types. There have been talented broadcaster types. There's never been anyone that could accomplish what Gene Okerlund was capable of accomplishing in doing so little, right? Like in just literally doing his job um, and and becoming part of the furniture. You know, I, I, I truly think that Gene might you, – you can make the case that he is the most iconic interviewer in sports or entertainment. That's a really interesting I, – I would find – I would probably say that because of Howard Cosell being so closely associated with Muhammad Ali, okay, that would be like difficult. Um, but it's an it's an interesting argument, and it would certainly there would be an argument. Obviously, most people don't they think of Howard Cosell as a a play by play voice instead right. of as an interviewer. But for a generation of people, the Howard Cosell was essentially Muhammad Ali's personal interviewer. Like any iconic Muhammad Ali interview. There's Howard Cosell standing there with the skinny mic, right? Like, like who would the other people even be? Like Bob Costas, maybe. I mean, he's of that ilk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as an interviewer goes, he's of that. He's of that ilk. Um, but they sort of have homogenized that whole thing, where it's just like whoever. Somebody, right. Yeah. Correct. Oh, yeah. Heinz Ward gets to interview whoever. Yeah. No, you're you know right about I mean? that. Right. They have. There has. There are not the same in in uh, of modern era. For a little while, it was Roy Firestone, right, on ESPN. He was that guy. It was a different type of interview. It was the sit-down thing. Um, Craig, Craig Sager recently oh, yeah. was pretty sure, iconic in, sure, in his own way. Sure. Um, Tom Rinaldi currently is kind of that guy, but he's also supposed to make you cry when he does those packages and stuff. It's a kind of a different deal. Um, but, yeah, nothing, nothing quite like Mean Gene. Nothing quite like Mean Gene. Safe home. All right, we'll come back in. We'll talk about the week that was between Raw and SmackDown. Love us, Samin Gene. That's next. Uh, I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Brandon. And he's... The main event.
AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Press Box's Project Game Day is back at halftime and post game for every Baltimore football game. You can react live with us on Press Box's Facebook page. Glenn Clark hosts at halftime and he's joined by the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard post game. Project Game Day is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Catch all of the action at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, where they have tons of TVs to catch every moment of every game. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Press Box's Project Game Day, Facebook.com slash Press Box Sports. Live from Baltimore, Maryland, the rock and wrestling capital of the world. It's the Slammy Wrestling Music Awards with special guests, Captain Lou Albano. Hang on, before we go further, we should go back to being referred as the rock and wrestling capital of the I world, know, right? shouldn't we? Why have we not rolled with that as a city? Betty Blassie, the Junkyard Dog, Jimmy Hart, Hillbilly Jim, Mean Gene Okerlund, Rowdy Roddy Piper, the Iron Sheep. Jesse the Body Ventura, Nikolai Volkov, from MTV guest VJ Martha Quinn. All right, I'm going to fast forward a little bit in this all. When I think of this era, all I can think of is these really big rubber figures. Yeah. Remember the big rubber wrestling guys? Could, like, give your brother a concussion with one. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a basketball game? Like, You know what else I forgot about Gene Okerlund, by the way? He sang the national anthem at the first WrestleMania. I completely forgot about that over the years. He could have been on The Masked Singer if he was still... He totally could have been, that's right. Back in here on Jobbing Out, segment number two. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Brandon Linton's in here with us this week. And of course... The main event. AJ Francis. All right, uh, AJ, you had promised that at the turn of the year, you were going to make a change. Yep. Um, and, and while now, I am letting you know that I um, from now on will be referred to as Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know that we support you. I just want you to know that, or yes. I at least support you. I don't know how that. Uh, no, so uh, last year. Uh, it's so funny to say last year, like it wasn't this yeah, week. Right? Like, uh, last forever year, forever ago, <laughs> we uh, we would do match of the week on Raw, and the whole point of that was to prove how great Roman Reigns was. Who, even though he, he missed a good portion of the year because of cancer, uh, he still was finished what second. Of, what kind of bitch the, gets cancer? Really, you know, Raw roster for matches of the week. Uh, this year. We've decided to expand it so that when we vote match of the week, we vote Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Um, you can pick what a match. You know, we're not going to vote for each show, but you pick whatever match you want, and then we'd have the same rules as before: one point, full point for a person in a one-on-one singles match, um, half a point for people in any other kind of match. Um, uh, uh, and this year I also wanted to incorporate, uh, pay-per-view matches being their own things. So, uh, pay-per-view matches will have their own ranking in and of themselves 
as well as the weekly matches wow. uh, that we do. I was told uh, there would be no math. <laughs> There's never math for you. That's true. That's a good point. That's all on you. Um, but yeah, I broke the. I got the pay per views wrote down as like monthly, and then we got to vote for a match of the week for the first week of 2019, wow. which technically does not include Raw this week because that was 2018. Yeah, but we did. Didn't we conclude voting last week? Yeah, I mean, I could go back in, and I mean, I already, I already wrote in what I, I always write in what I think is going to be the winner because I usually is because I'm smart. Um, <laughs> Last uh, for last week, I wrote Ronda and Natalia versus Nia and Tamina. Hmm. So are you and saying this that, is for everything this week, or this is just for Raw? This is for Raw. Oh, just for Raw. Okay. Which would have been this is for last year's ranking, which yeah. Gruen wanted to do. I, I like Drew and Dolph a little better. Yeah, I have to agree with that. That's a good argument, man. That's a really good argument. They're both good matches. Um, you can pick Drew and Dolph. I think I am. I think Drew and Dolph is the answer, man. Yeah, I support women. It's okay. <laughs> That's why you're transitioning. That's exactly why I'm transitioning. Then let me update last year's standings. Uh, ooh, we might have a little bit. Of a... Ooh. Oh wow. Uh, that changes last year's standings completely. Okay. Bet, bet you don't. Uh, Finn Balor is no longer top three. Ha! Sucks to be you, Finn Balor. Now you just have to go back to being handsome. <laughs> Banging Kathy Finn, Kelly. Yeah, good for you. With that last win, Dolph Ziggler ends up with 13 points and 10 points on the weighted scale. Once again, you get half a point if it's not a singles match. Um, Finn Balor also has, has 13 points, but he has 9.5 on the weighted scale, mm. and that's why Dolph Ziggler jumps him. Drew McIntyre now has 11 wins with uh, 8 on the weighted scale, and that's he's still solidly in 5th place. So we had a shake-up at the top. All right. There we go. Now, for this week, are we just choosing from SmackDown, or are we still including Raw as we open up this year? No, SmackDown and NXT were the only things this week that were Oh, uh, so you can so include Matt Riddle what, and Cassie What happens Sono. if we do Wednesday shows? Then the NXT guys are probably fucked. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much the end of that that's a good point people on raw will never win all right again. i didn't watch 205 live this week brandon does anything from 205 live need 205 to be... live also counts yes Jesus. actually 205 live was great this week uh let's see they they did uh qualifying matches for the championship match at royal rumble and uh kalisto defeated leo rush in a great match and Akira Tozawa defeated Drew Gulak in a great match. Son of a bitch. And so next week, Cedric Alexander faces... Why can't I remember? Am I going to be expected to watch this much wrestling every Brandon, week? Brandon, I think you get the pick for, for it this week because I didn't see 205 Live. Can, I, can I make my vote? Like This is what I would say. From SmackDown ju- still happened. Right. From just SmackDown, I, I would... This is tough because I would get that the argument against would be that the match wasn't great technically but I think the excitement surrounding it with it being a good match I would give Cena and Becky versus Andrade and Zelina my vote I mean I respect that vote it's the wrong vote the okay. correct vote is the fatal five way I would have leaned toward the five yeah I leaned towards the five way I, as well. I, I, I think it's a better match and I don't disagree with you but I loved everything we're, about we're, Cena and Becky. Oh Batman. yeah, if we're if we're including the the pre match segment and stuff, yeah, yes, yeah, no, we're kind of swayed I mean, by the could, entire segment. Match. Yeah, 
All right. Uh, do we does does something from two hundred five live need to be voted over the five way then? I mean, it's no. Okay. All right. There you go. That's the answer then. It's the five way. Fair enough. Five way wins. How about Riddle and Ono? How was that? It was fun. very good. It was I fun. was there. Oh, was and you're going tonight, right? This is. The... I'm going tonight. Yeah. Right. So uh, if you don't want spoilers, then I, I guess unfollow us and then yeah. follow us again tomorrow. Although they're already teasing what we're all going to lose our fucking shit about, which is that Ricochet is going to face Johnny Gargano. At- oh, motherfucker. Ooh. Oh. Because Tommaso Ciampa was like, you guys didn't see NXT? No, I haven't been able to watch NXT yet for well, this week. Well, I mean, week. it's like two weeks ago. Oh. He's, he's like go- I saw it. He's like goading him into t- to. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. He's right. like, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what would be a really good idea? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You should yeah. go after yeah. the. So they're doing that tonight. Well, I don't know. I mean, oh, oh. But, but they wouldn't. Say no, they're, that they're probably that. saving that for takeover. Yeah, I was right? going to say that's, that's what, what I figured. No, that's what I'm saying. They're okay. Actually... All right, well, I was about to kind of hate AJ for the fact that he was going to get to see that tonight, but now but I'm there's, okay. no, there's no. I mean, he'll, he'll still probably get to see DIY versus yeah. somebody to set up. But there's over. no way they can't. They have to do that now, right? You yeah, can't they that. can't. They can't <laughs> take that away. They can't. Yeah, they can't roll that out there and then take that away. I agree. Um, another good. I don't, should... I don't know if they're doing that. I think that they're just going to do a triple threat for the belt. Triple threat between who for the belt? Gargano, Ciampa, and uh, Alistair. Uh, Alistair Black. If, if you're if you're doing Gargano, Ciampa in April, I think you need to keep Gargano away here. I, I like the long game with doing the Gargano Ricochet match. Maybe yeah. he even wins, and then you the WrestleMania weekend is the big crazy match, right? With the yeah. Yeah, I mean, how can it be crazier, though, in fairness? Well, like, so loser loser leaves, leaves, right? Just so I can like... hear the point that you guys are, are making, is you believe that the NXT champion will not be in a match at the NXT show for the title. Who said that? No, he's what? just not no. going to face Johnny No, we're, we're saying it's Ciampa and Aleister Black yeah. in Phoenix. But you, I thought you said you well, want to see what happened with DIY. Oh, tonight, I think DIY... Has a match. It, uh, it, so you're, not, you're, not, you're not saying DIY is good. I thought you were saying DIY was going to fight somebody at the takeover. Oh, no, 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 no. I'd say tonight DIY has a match against their opponents at takeover. Which holy shit! To. If that's true, AJ gets to see DIY versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. Yes. God. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> I just something just happened in my pantalones. I don't know what exactly it was, but man, that sounds really good to me. That sounds really, really good. I, I know we're not talking about NXT. I need to ask AJ one more NXT question. AJ, okay. is that crowd as awful as they seem when you watch the show? What do you mean? What do you mean awful? Like it's the same ten people in the front row, and they kind of like sit on their hands during a lot of it and i don't know i just like this last episode uh, no it's just it just what happens is because they sh- they shoot everything like basically kind of in order so, so like, like six hours of it's like a four-hour show gotcha so, so wait so, like, so, so you're so saying like the that last two weeks of each taping the crowd's usually more dead right so, so you so you say the longer the show goes the more chances <laughs> there are for a dead crowd yeah i've never said that wasn't the case but I, i've consistently said that, that grown adults that enjoy something should be able to appreciate greatness and, in front of them and even i agree tired. with that as long as they're not roofied before the show um 
that's my opinion on this subject. You weren't roofied. I was definitely roofied. I was a thousand. Ben, ben Nash says absolutely not. He he that's established bogus. this. All of this, these are lies. I was roofied. I was something happened to me. I'm certain of it. Terry Terry was trying to have sex with me, and you know if he would have just asked, I probably would have had sex with him. But no, he had to go and roofie me in order to accomplish it, which is totally inappropriate. Um, all right, I, look, this week I thought both shows were good. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it's been a good string. I, I get that the best are- the best uh, uh, storyline we've had in years is Mandy Rose trying to fuck it is a, everybody's man. It is a good storyline. I don't disagree with that. That's a good storyline. Um, however, I think the best storyline is the part where I say, who would be opposed if suddenly John Cena versus Becky Lynch was a match at WrestleMania? Oh, that that should be the main event. Forget Becky Ronda. I mean, like, there's a little bit of a danger in rolling that out there. Where I was like, I kind of would love this. I would kind of love if this was the moment where they decided we're going to do our big, this is going to be our first big intergender match because it just so happens to be. I don't, I don't know why I didn't see it coming. Because uh, when Cena called somebody out and Becky's music hit, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. what is about to happen? <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, in the back of my mind thought maybe because he made a point to be like, any man back there. Oh, did he? I don't even remember yeah. that. It was so yeah. awkward the way he said it, like, okay. on purpose. I didn't even catch it. I didn't even catch it. And so then Me when neither. she came out, she said, you were looking for a man, but you got the man. Yeah. So it was, like, so scripted. Okay. It? I don't care. It still worked it for me. It was still awesome. Yeah, yeah, F that. I popped. I popped like hell for it. I was so I popped in. when her music hit. Yeah, dude. You kidding How me? How awesome was that? You know, we've seen this with Cena a lot where he, you know, interacts with, with whatever the hot act is, and he usually, like, almost leeches off of it. But that was just them going back and forth on the same level. It was great. Because, because Cena, for once, was actually over with the crowd. Right. Yeah. Like, like they like you when they zoomed in on the crowd, you could see people chanting "Cena sucks," but you could not hear it. Oh no! They well, were... that was also partially because they edited the crowd, but you know, yeah, they did absolutely did edit the crowd. But but like you still like he was still was still mostly cheers. I think oh, it was. Yeah. I think it really legitimately was, and I just also sense that everybody fucking loved the moment. I, I thought that this might be an eye-opening moment for like management, where like he did not dwarf her. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, no, it made her bigger. Right, like, but but I, I had been talking about the last couple of weeks how like Becky's star had started to diminish a little bit yes, because of I agree the, how the last couple of weeks had to go. Like it wasn't anything WWE did wrong. It's like for the story they're trying to tell, this is how you had to do it. You had to get the belt on Oscar. You had to, you know, what I'm saying I understand that, but like this put r- Becky right back on a rocket. Oh yeah, and but do you. Not everyone could have done that, though. You know what I mean? Like, some people would have been... The moment would have been too big for them, and she was right there. Oh, my God. Toe-to-toe. She was, she was a 10. She was ready to go, and... and now when she said... Uh, first of all, shout-out John Cena for, for bringing up Nikki Bella leaving him. Absolutely. Yeah. Although, I will say it feels weirder when he does that than when they do it with her. It, yeah. No, but it was different, because this time he, like, put her over. He did. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. You're right. That's a he, good he point. He kind of did the like, um, you know, oh, she left me. It wasn't right, like. Right, right. You're right. 
Um, it was a me. Was and with Becky with the with the comeback of Nikki will be the only girl to drop you this year. I said, <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. it was a ten. Yeah, was it was amazing. a ten. Yeah. the whole thing was tremendous. And uh, then at the end with her tossing Cena out and then getting in his face on the way up. Just oh, and then on Twitter, everything was perfect. Well, then and on, then the you can't see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on Twitter, uh, this was she said something like the picture. This is a great moment. Um, I'll, I'll be happy to have you back on my show anytime. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so good. God, that's good. Oh my god, that's wait. Who was the asshole that tried to say that Becky Lynch wasn't the? <laughs> oh man, summer yeah, of the year. Yeah, the... I don't know. There was somebody. There was somebody. Uh, that said uh, that. Probably the same guy that watched her not be in the best match at Royal Rumble <laughs> and not be in the best match at SummerSlam and not be in the best match at Survivor Series uh, and and be in the best match at T- uh, the, for the last pay per view of the year at TLC wait, 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 with wait. the woman who wait, 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 wait. Becky wasn't in the best match at SummerSlam. Did you say? Oh, I'm uh, sorry, she yeah, was. Yeah. Who was she with? Well, yeah, they were both in it, correct. But, yes, it was the best match in Becky. And, and on cards, on major cards this year, when Charlotte and Becky were in the uh, same match. Still doing was, this. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Thanks night, a right? lot. Thanks a lot. This is going to end up being the new Roman Reigns thing. Yeah. This when is going to end Becky up being were the were in the match, thing. it was the match of the night. That's okay. Uh, when, we'll, Charlotte, we'll when Charlotte and Becky were in different matches or uh, – were in the or one of them had a match or Charlotte just had a match. Who had the best match of the night? I don't know. Becky had a better match at the Rumble. That's not true. What match was Charlotte in the Rumble? The Rumble. She wasn't. In was the match. she? She was she looked, not in the Rumble. She looked delicious standing next, <laughs> sitting next to the ring. There we go. But Becky was in the Rumble, so Becky gets the win there. She looked uh, delicious. He said. Delicious. All delicious. right. All right. We'll go with that. Uh, we'll go with that. Um, what else jumps is it, out? Is, is Charlotte getting hotter? Am I confused? Uh, not for me. Let's not talk about that. Not, not. I feel <laughs> like she's getting hotter not. every single year. <sighs> Agree to disagree. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't what know. haters? Becky looked really good. Yeah, Becky looks really good. <laughs> Becky looks really good. Um, uh, what were we doing here now? I started thinking about Becky, and it's just a whole deal. What um, happened on Raw and SmackDown? Oh yeah, what happened on Raw and SmackDown? Um, I don't know. Like this wasn't a week in which uh, here's there's one thing that jumped out at me a little bit this week, which is the we got an answer about what they're going to do with AJ Styles, which is sort of pretend like it didn't happen, not like it didn't happen. That's the wrong way. Position it as it wasn't that big of a deal. I was interested in the fact that he was off that couple of house shows, and would they make it seem like that was punishment for having knocked out Mister McMahon? And the truth is they just sort of blew right past it, and AJ was still supposed to be a face, and they're trying to treat it as though he's a strengthened thing. The one thing that I disagree with is, we've talked about this before, attempting to sort of sell the same story on both shows with different performers. Like trying to do the exact same thing of having a McMahon get in somebody's face, and I'm going to be the one to fire you up. It, the, the same story I don't think is the thing that you need to do on two different shows. We just saw the same thing with AJ on Raw. I don't think we needed to do it again on SmackDown. I mean, AJ's on SmackDown. Oh, sorry, the opposite way. That's what I meant. Who's, you know what I mean? Who's on Raw? Who's... Who was it on? This was, it was somebody. Seth. It was yeah, Seth. thank you, Seth. Oh, exactly right. 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 Yes, it was Triple H. Right, of, correct. Right. It was the same, yes. but it was the same deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, first of all, that's a botch because Triple H is not a McMahon. First of all, we don't do botches anymore. Which is, I, I don't know what happened to Brian Powell. I guess he's dead. Um, <laughs> may he rest in peace. 
Second of all, you're right. Third of all, that's not <laughs> Wait, the reason. Triple H is absolutely yeah, a McMahon. Yeah, actually, Triple H is a McMahon. Did he take Stephanie's name? He should have. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't have. Yeah, probably, an idiot yeah. if you did. They probably made him inject McMahon blood into his body. And by the way, I would do that as well. <laughs> I would have whatever it was they wanted me to do. They're like, you have to be blood brothers with Shane. I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Sure. Well, but, but it has to be from your dick. Like, well, okay. <laughs> let's cross swords then. Yeah, right? Like, if that's what it takes in order for me to get into the family, I'm going to do it, right? Like, let me. what does the prenup look like again? Mm, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 I'll do that. Um, I just don't think you need to do the exact same thing on both shows. I I thought it it ended up coming a little shallow or, or hollow for me watching it with Seth Rollins on Monday nights. I mean, Seth Rollins is better, so and so is Triple H. So it didn't bother me at all. All right, wait, 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 wait. Seth Rollins is better than who? AJ Styles. <laughs> there we go. Wow. <laughs> Wow. AJ Styles. He's yeah. better than AJ Styles. He was the superstar. Who was the superstar of the year last well, year? AJ, According this was just Raw was the thing. But yes, our vote was for Seth Rollins because we okay, had the okay, vote for okay, Raw. Okay, 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 Aaron. Uh, we actually didn't do have just the Raw. Uh, it was our male. It was our male, male superstar yes, of the year awarded yes. the Jobbies, and who won it? It's true. Seth Rollins did win it, okay. though you picked Roman Reigns over both. Yeah, he should have. He literally had leukemia. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine if Brandon came on and did our show every week with cancer, and then you're supposed, you're supposed to come out, and even if you had better shows, you're supposed to come out and be the guy that we give job of the year to? Well, no, first, of all, first of all, Aaron's never going to be that guy. We don't have to worry <laughs> about that. Second of all... Um, eh, you know, I don't believe in participation trophies, <laughs> even with cancer. <laughs> I actually love that. I really kind of love that. Um, when you beat cancer, when you beat cancer, I'm gonna get you a trophy that says you did it. <laughs> oh, did I tell the poop story on this show? Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's my favorite. I will, I will never in my life be more excited about a single text that I will ever receive. So, um, in order for Brandon to get out of the hospital, exp- explain... I had to go to the bathroom in order to leave. He had to, like, prove that he could eat food and poop <laughs> in order to be able to leave and the hospital. five days later... And so, uh, this was last Wednesday, I think. Last Wednesday, I'm just sitting at work, and all of a sudden, my phone blows up. And it's the single greatest text I've ever seen in my life. It was a text that said the following... <laughs> I pooped twice today! <laughs> exclamation point! Exclamation! And what day did I get out of the hospital? On uh, on Wednesday, right? Wasn't That's that the right. way it was? It was like that That's day. That's how fast. That's amazing. It, is that it was like a potty training moment? Yeah, I did dude, it! I it did was it! So it felt like that. What what Brandon doesn't know is that after the whole cancer thing is over, I'm making it a T-shirt and I'm giving it out to everybody. <laughs> it's just gonna be a scream sh- no, screenshot. We're all wearing that to the next WWE yeah, show. Exactly. No, that has to be like a donation to my. All right, to the GoFundMe. I actually love that. I yeah. love that. I, I'm, we're going to make it a shirt, and people can <laughs> buy the shirt. It's going to be exactly like this is going to be what the shirt looks like. It's just going to be your name and I the text that says, I pooped twice today. And that's going to be the shirt that we're going to sell to raise money we're, for brand We're all going to wear cancer. it at the SmackDown Before Mania. I'm so in go. favor of that. We can add a picture of me like this. Oh, my God. I would love that. <laughs> Oh my god! With my championship title, that's amazing. We're I doing the, that. I have All right. the eagle. All right, the that's great. Eagle belt. We're doing that. Yeah. We're doing that. We're selling those shirts. Okay. Uh, what else jumped out at you guys from this week? Shane uh, better wear one of the Miz outfits oh at some point before WrestleMania. 
the best one was the one with him in just the tights with the shoes still. Uh, with, with Triple H's stomach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he looked an awful lot like Batista. I thought they were really giving him quite the Batista look up top. Um, that was amazing. That was absolutely incredible. It is very clear to me that Shane is going to be a heel pretty – I don't know about pretty quickly, but certainly by February. Um, and and it's I, – I, I just want enough of – I want him to play along for a few weeks before they have him turn heel. Right? Let's go to Elimination Chamber and then Why add Elimination he's Chamber. Heel? He has to. He has to. Miz is more over than him right yes. now. It's time. And you need one of these. You need one of the McMahon's. If Miz is going to stay face, then Miz should have to face. Should be the one facing Daniel Bryan. No, well, I don't I'm disagree with, with you there. I'm I'm done with well, that. You know how I felt about that, but they're. Cl- I think it's clear that they're doing Daniel Bryan John Cena. I yeah. think it's very clear that Daniel Bryan John Cena is your SmackDown main event at WrestleMania. And if it's not, it's like Rey Mysterio or mm. or something. I'm it's so not, I'm so convinced. It's not going to. I just mean if they want him. Yeah, to win. I hear you. If they I want him you. to keep the belt for a long time, it's going to be like a Rey Mysterio. Type guy. Why not have him beat Cena? Like, why not? Well, he might. Yeah. I was. I thought Rey Mysterio was going to win this match. I did Tuesday, too. I did that too. was going to be the match. At, dude, could you imagine Daniel Bryan Rey Mysterio for the WWE title? We, we talked Rumble? about that it. Been yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I would ask Glenn. I they would have got. They would have probably got thirty minutes. I was one hundred percent convinced that was what the match was going to be for Royal Rumble. And it would have been wonderful. It would have been amazing. So when they set that up, I was like, "Oh, here yeah, it is!" Right? And it's a perfect way to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was. It was. It wasn't ham fisted. It was totally legitimate. Um, but nobody, nobody on earth has beef with AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan again. No, it's not going to suck. You know what I mean? Like we know, we all know that. I just thought it would be a cool way to give you something that you hadn't seen before, right? I thought that would be a cool way of doing it. And I don't know what the next step is for AJ Styles after Daniel Bryan. Like, I don't know what the plan... The club! Oh, right, you talked about that. That's a good point. That's a good point, is doing something with that. I'm in favor of that. I mean, there's one other thing you could do, is he could win the Royal Rumble and go to Raw. And face face Brock Lesnar for in the match he never got. Correct. Yeah, but I'm just I'm still so convinced. But then that could be like the Vince McMahon, like you have to be an animal. Yeah. Bullshit. They're screaming the Lesnar or Seth thing. Yeah, they really are. Every week they're bringing it up. I I feel like they are, but it's also not so. That's not such a sure thing that they are probably so married to it. You know what I mean? Like I think that's an okay. That's fine. I think that's your best moment is having Seth beat Brock at Mania. I think that's your best. It feels so what? B B rated. Why? Because Raw is like a B show. Because Seth well, Rollins okay. is in Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you're I in I think in but that scenario. But what do you do with all these guys coming back? Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Braun Strowman, like how We don't do know they... exactly when they're coming back. Well, like, they wouldn't be Sami Zayn has vid- indicated that he's not coming back that soon but they wouldn't have run the videos if they weren't coming back well in fairness they've been running videos about lars sullivan for i think (laughs) since labor day i think roughly around labor day was the first time i have to watch this one this one this week was the was the first like one that was like different than yeah it was a little bit different that one was good that was a really good it was different it was different for lars Lars yeah That was the weird part. It was the the video was only different for Lars. Everybody else's package. I think maybe Lacey's they tweaked a little. No, EC threes was different too. I thought it was still the same one where you see like his butt and you're like, (laughs) kind of. That kind of looks all right. Like, he, pulls, he pulls his business slacks yeah, off, right? his wrestling pants. Yeah, I thought it was the same exact I'm, thing. I'm getting more and more convinced that uh, Lars is the reason that Braun loses at the Rumble. 
Oh yeah. Oh, and so they'll do Braun and Lars. Like, because if, if we're if we're thinking that you know Brock's winning, they can't do it cleanly. Yeah. They can't no, you're so right. They obviously can't Lars. do that. I, I like that. Do you really want to see Braun versus Lars at Mania? Yeah. Though? Really? Well, what else? Andre the Battle Royal. No, I want to see it at Elimination Chamber. Oh yeah. And then what are you doing, Braun at Mania? Battle Royal. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No, and why are we kidding? It's going to be The Undertaker. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Triple threat. No. You're saying for the title. You're saying you throw back him back in with Brock and Seth at that point. I don't yeah. want that. I think it... I get, are, are you having him win? I'm not in for more matches with him losing the, for the title. Yeah, that doesn't seem smart, does it? Do you think it? there's any chance we're getting Chris Jericho at WrestleMania? We sh- we should. We should get Chris Jericho every day of the week. <laughs> so considering what he's done, wouldn't he be in like a main event type situation well considering every time he wrestles at mania now it's like against vandango except for the one time he faced owens and he fought cm punk he beat Kevin. actually you know what it would be really great for them to have jericho versus ec3 at mania that would be a not if he's gonna lose i would why why that's what he does this is who chris jericho is in the wwe now is he though yes i think he thinks he's brock now I think he's, he's come back and done the job like a hundred times. Yeah, but I think now he thinks he's going to come back and be like, "Really? I do. I think. I think. Well, I, I think that he has options now. That's what I'm well, saying. That's true. That part is true. I I I thought that that was. I thought like he talked about being okay. I remember him talking about like the need to win a big match in order to make it. I got to tell you, I would be all in on Brock Jericho. To me, that is a huge. Uh. Yeah, match. but I don't think they're going to give that. I think, don't think they're going to give Brock to somebody. I that, think I think Kevin Owens comes back in the Royal Rumble, and I think Jericho comes out and eliminates him. Well, that, I love that too. I mean, come on, that yeah. would be perfect. <laughs> you could do that all, all Jesus, every day. Be perfect. Uh, I, I, you guys have it wrong. He's going to join Sammy and Kevin, and they're going to be the greatest trio in the history of wrestling. Well, oh. that also, please, please, just basically everything we just talked about. I'll yeah, take yeah, any yeah. Of take my money. My God, take my money. The club versus those three. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's a lot of semen in the. In, oh in my the god! <laughs> there won't will there be any left from Somebody, Gargano Ricochet the it's night? It's gonna before. be really hard. It's gonna be really hard for me to. And speaking of really hard, my dick. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anything else from this week that we have to touch on? Uh, yeah, how I'll about the Steiner promo? Oh yeah. Oh, my I was gonna say the uh, the the New Day's promo. And Big Biggie everything. in the diaper. It's just, Eating the pancakes out God, of his diaper. God bless. God Throwing bless. it into the crowd. Out there, of his diaper. There really was a moment where we were watching, because the, they did the triple threat again on the house show last Friday, and there's just a moment where I'm sitting there like, Jesus, like this. Just this. Anything forever. I think I said like vamp forever. You know, yeah. like any anything <laughs> it, you want to do. I don't care what it is. I will watch you do it for eternity. Can we talk about how – is anybody else really scared with this, what they're doing with Rusev? Where now, scared? Well, now he's like Rusev USA. No, I'm not scared about that. I mean, it's Rusev. He's wonderful. How could, he, how could any of it be bad? I mean like that he's going to become like Hacksaw Jim Duggan jobber style. But I think that it will be – I think there will be a wink-wink factor to okay. it. Okay. Like I think that they're winking at it. I think he's winking at it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I think he's so he's still the Bulgarian brute. Yeah, like I think yeah. he's still so wonderful. The promo was so perfect. <laughs> God, so perfect. Everything's so perfect. What do you say? Back- like, maple. Oh, my wife's calling me. I was I was hoping it was somebody that we were trying to get on the show today. It's just my <laughs> wife. Yeah. So, thanks a lot for nothing. Uh, <laughs> something about maple flavored. 
what did he sausage say? Sausage or something? I don't remember <laughs> that. I don't remember that part. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, back to New Day really quick. At the house show, did you notice uh, Big E doing like the old Damien Sandow thing where he was doing all of the moves? Yes. Oh, no, you said they had a triple threat at the house show. Who's the triple threat? It was the same thing. It was the, the, New the tag Day, match. The, the Usos and the, and the bar. Oh, triple threat tag match. I thought you were saying it was a triple threat between the New Day. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. no, yeah. no. I was like, that match would have been sick. Well, yeah, that wouldn't yeah, have that, sucked. That would be great, too. But no, uh, Big E was doing like the Damien Sandow thing where he was doing moves and stuff on the outside, and it was wonderful. And like the whole 10 minutes that they did leading up to the match, like it took legitimately 10 minutes to get that match started, and it could have taken 30, and I would have been fine. I think they legitimately pelted Sheamus in the face with like 45. Oh, pancakes. yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, it was just like nonstop pancakes. The whole oh, Xavier thing. dancing to the Usos theme. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, I could wa- I could just watch them be introduced. Did they do that on SmackDown? Who came out and they were dancing to the? Oh, I remember. Yeah, it was really. They good. definitely did it to Seth Rollins once. Well, that was one. No, of the they best did. They, of all they've time. done it a few times because yeah. for some reason people feel the need to send me any uh, fucking video. Of the New Day dancing. Because oh, you're black. I'm, I'm sure that, by the way, is, is that a bad thing, dude? Like, there's a lot of things that might be racist, but this one, I would watch videos of the New Day dancing for the next couple of years. Yeah. I okay, mean, I thank would watch you. them literally every day. For thank you very life. much. They have to dance, God damn it. <laughs> All right, when we come back in, um, we'll talk more about, um, you know, we've been dancing around the last couple of weeks, uh, some pretty significant news that's been made somewhat official and will be made more official in the coming days, uh, plus another huge wrestling event that's happening this weekend in Japan. We'll talk about those things in segment number three. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, he's Brandon, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Pressbox's annual Best of Baltimore Sports Double Issue is now available. Presented by Maryland Sports Commission. This issue recognizes UMBC Basketball's Ryan Odom and Jarris Lyles as our local sports persons of the year. Plus 60 more are in the spotlight as we look at the top people, performances, and moments of the year. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Orioles, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Back in here on Jobbing Out, it's just Glenn and Aaron right now for this segment. We've been ha- talking, obviously, throughout this week's show about um, Mean Gene. And, of course, uh, what an awful loss for the pro wrestling world as someone who has just absolutely been iconic and uh, synonymous with pro wrestling, the great Mean Gene Okerlund. Joining us now to share some of his own reflections on Mean Gene is a man who uh, spent plenty of time with the WWE as a broadcaster. If I remember correctly, he was part of the first ever WWE Raw. I uh, I think the great Sean Mooney, who now joins us here on Jobbing Out. Sean, am I right about that? You were part of the first ever Raw, weren't you? Yeah, that's uh, the one distinction that I have with Raw is that I was the first person ever seen on that show. That's what I thought. And kind of introduced it uh, as it came, you know, uh, came on the air live from the streets of Manhattan. And look at and look all these years later. Here we are, and and you're yeah. synonymous with that moment. Well, Sean, I really appreciate you taking the time, and I know it's uh, it's it's not the subject that you want to talk about when we have you on to do something like this. But um, as sad as we are to lose Mean Gene, I think part of the reason why we are so sad is because oh my gosh, what a man, what an impact, what a life. Um, can can you tell me? 
from your experiences. We all know Mean Gene, the guy that we saw on the screen, but can you tell me a little bit more about who Mean Gene was? Well, I'll tell you, uh, I saw a tweet yesterday that Corey Graves had put out, and um, it really touched me. I didn't retweet too many of them because, uh, you know, there's just so many memories, and I did put the ones that really caught my eye. I wanted to, people to be able to catch it. He, he had uh, one tweet at the end of it. He said, don't be sad that uh, Mean Gene is gone. You know, uh, smile because we had him. And uh, that, I thought, really summed it all up because, you know, when I arrived in the WWF at the time back in 1988, you know, I was from the outside world. It was at a time when Vince was bringing in people from, you know, outside production and talent because he really wanted to raise the bar of his, you know, production quality. And so he was bringing people in from the networks, you know, to help with production. And he was, you know, bringing in talent uh, as far as, you know, doing announcing and that kind of thing you know, from different worlds. And so you could imagine when I came into that world, and it was still very much old school, uh, you know, the world of kayfabe was still very strong, and they didn't look, uh, you know, very well on, uh, you know, very nicely against, uh, you know, people who came from the outside. So it was pretty tough to be there, just even trying to fit in, and then, of course, you're trying to make it uh, in that business. And uh, from the second I got there, I remember I arrived at uh, the studios in Stanford, and uh, that's, you know, they still have the, the studios there in Hamilton. But back then, that's where we did everything. And Gene would come up there about every three weeks and shoot the, his material. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, I wonder how he's going to, you know, accept me here because here I'm this kid coming in and, uh, you know, is he going to think I'm a threat or is he going to say anything about, you know, make it tough for me? And he could not have been nicer. And wow. that was from the day I met him from that point on. I mean, he basically took me under his wing, and for many reasons, uh, you know, uh, part of it is, you know, if you remember the event center, that was just an, an, an unbelievably grueling uh, process, because we would do, you know, uh, every show that was done, we would customize them. Well, before that, Gene was on the road, and he would have to do these, you know, two-and-a-half-minute interviews for every single talent for every single town, and it was just brutal. So... I didn't really know how bad it was at that time, but he, that's why part of it, he welcomed me with open arms because I was going to be that guy now. They started the <laughs> event center. Yeah, and, and, and we were doing everything in studio, but uh, way beyond that, though. He, he, he didn't have to do what he did, and he was really a great mentor and friend to me, and of course, just so damn funny. I mean, he just, every, you know, he had a Rolodex of things he would say, but every time he said them, they were still dropped, you know, dropped that funny. I mean, they were just so funny. Uh, the way he would deliver him, you know, his, his timing was just so great. You know, you, you talk about how, how he reacted to you and how he welcomed. From your side, was there any hesitation filling the same role, filling this, being the same world as as the legend? Well, the thing about, you know, with Gene, I knew that you know, I certainly could not compete on that level, and he had his, uh, his own way he did things, and that was one of the things that he told me early on. He said, just... You know, it's going to take you a while, pal, but you'll, uh, you know, just be yourself and, and you'll find what works for you. And, you know, and I think that's as a, a you know, duo for announcing, we were very different in, in many ways, but I think that's why it worked. You know, I was kind of the young kid and Vince was always very, uh, would always tell me, you know, you're like the, the sports guy that we plucked out and we want, you know, you, you're, you're seeing this and it's kind of shocking to you, but you, you never break that that character that you're trying to add credibility to this, you know, and that, so 
we were very different in our style. So there was never, you know, I, I could never be Gene, and, and it wasn't something that I could ever pull off. So there was never, you know, I never tried to be like him, but I certainly learned uh, so much from him doing interviews, just, just how, you know, how he would just uh, look and expression. Uh, I, you know, and, and so I kind of adapted that in my own way. And also knowing that, you know, you're not, it's not about you, but you've got to help put these guys over. And in the process, it becomes a great story. And, and so I learned so much just by sitting and watching him. And uh, like I say, and I've said it many times, you know, there was Gene Okerlund and then there was the rest of us when it yeah. comes to announcers because nobody ever will compare. It was just unbelievable. And not just, you know, and you can talk about the wrestling world, but I think in the entertainment world. And when I put uh, a tweet out, I said, you know, a sad day for the world of entertainment because Gene was certainly known around the world, but he would have been great in any uh stage that he would have been on. He is Sean Mooney. He's with us here on Jobbing Out, and Sean's the host of the Primetime Podcast with Sean Mooney. Um, Sean, you, you referenced that, and Aaron and I were talking about this earlier on in the show, where we were, were comparing him to, say, Howard Cosell, right, as far as interviewers are concerned, that it transcended, you know, just being pro wrestling. And I get it's a different world because it's pro wrestling, but what he added and in these unbelievably iconic moments, how important he was. Like in the same way that you think about Howard Cosell and you think about every iconic Muhammad Ali moment, I don't know yep. that it's crazy to say that Gene Okerlund was of that ilk, had that type of significance, and clearly you reference his pop culture relevance goes way beyond the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, well, that, that's absolutely true, and, and, and especially when you – you talk about some of the great moments, especially when, you know, back in the early 80s when it was exploding, you know, with WrestleMania and, and Hulk Hogan. You know, I don't think that, I think Hulk would have done tremendously well, but I think that Gene was just as big a part of that that whole, uh, you know, period of, of it really just becoming mainstream because, you know, you couldn't just have, Hulk sitting there in front of a camera, barking into a camera with his great promos, but the fact that he had somebody to play off with and sell these storylines, and Gene got, became a part of it. And I remember having a conversation with him, you know, when he came over there, and, uh, you know, Hulk wanted him involved in the vignettes, and Hulk wanted him to be, because, you know, Terry realized what he was doing for him. Mm -hmm. And Gene became just as much a part of the story back then, and, and I think that, you know, you look at his career, here he just did a commercial, uh, you know, you, you saw it on the air a few months back with Kevin Hart, and there was no explanation needed. When you saw Gene there, you are like, oh, that's Gene, mean Gene, you know? So it just shows how much uh, he was known throughout the entertainment world. Just what was it about him? You know, you had these guys, and a lot of them who are, they don't want to share the mic. They don't want to share the camera. But as you said, they, they welcomed Gene in. What was it about him that not just what he did on the camera, but, but who he was that made people so desperate for him to be part of their, uh, their promos, their acts? Well, it's, it's like anything else to have somebody, you know, next to you. It's, it's kind of like uh, watching a big fight when you see, you know, Michael Buffer in there. Uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're, doing an interview if you're a professional wrestler you're doing an interview with gene okerlick well that means you're over you're big mm. time and uh whether he was with the wwe or with whether he was with the wcw uh and all his panels, uh that never ever changed if gene was next to you at the stick next to you you were that was you were over that was big time 
Sean, you you know you, you mentioned some of the things that you've done in your own career, and obviously it goes well beyond professional wrestling and news and sports and those things. But like, did, is there a comparable to you? Can you think of anyone that 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 in this in this business in this industry that was of that ilk and was so skilled without yet even you know like it, it was never that he was trying to do too much, which is why I think it was so perfect what he did. Well, they always, you know, they talk about, uh, you know, the great actors that say, you know, go small. You know, like, you, you know, uh, uh, you, you, if you go, if you sell too much, it's it's not believable. Yeah. And Gene always just had that timing. His timing was just so perfect. I watched an interview with him the, uh, the other day with him and Bobby. And, of course, he's another classic entertainer. But where he does, you know, you know Bobby Heenan, where do you have the, the nerve, you know? And <laughs> it's just. You know, nobody, who else could pull that off? And Gene would do that all the time, where there was kind of this inside, and people loved it. Uh, you know, the great uh, put that cigarette out, uh, you know, uh, interview, and he, he just he, he just would, uh, you know, I, nobody else could have pulled that stuff off, and it was just hilarious. And, and, and but that's just be, you know the way he was. He was just such a professional and so great at these small things that if you, you know, were a fan of Gene, and if you get to watch these interviews. You loved every second of it, and I loved I loved going back and looking at it. Uh, and we, I actually had the great fortune to run into him a few times this past year because I had been at uh, a couple of different shows, and we actually got a time you know uh, time to spend together. And it was just awesome to sit back and um, just chat about those days. And I was able to really to thank him for That's awesome. all that he did for me during that time because he could have made my life very difficult, and it was absolutely the opposite. Wow! Wow, man! Wow! Wait, wait. When the camera w- wasn't on, what was he like? Well, I, I can't imagine. It's so hard to imagine him not, you know, having a microphone in his hand. But what, what was he like o- off the air? I don't know if he ever was off, you know. But I mean, <laughs> that, that was not to say that he, that was, the, you know, uh, some kind of character. I mean, that's the way Gene was. I mean, everywhere you went, uh, you know, you, you're out, uh, out for dinner or something, and, and the waiter would get it. You know, he would... Uh, would, you know, somebody would say, uh, "Do you know uh, this guy?" And he say, "You know, oh yeah, the guy that works in Baltimore who did this, who did that." Never heard of him, you know. And he just, <laughs> he'd on, you know, he just he'd go on you with five things about the guy and then say, "Never heard of him." And it was a, an old bit, but God, it was fun every time you heard it, you know. And uh, that, that that's the way he was, you know. That's uh, always, but um, but there was a private side to him, and, and he was, you know, loved his his uh, family very much, and. You know, you think about it, uh, during that time, God, I can't even imagine how many miles that that guy uh, traveled because uh, when he was with the WWF, and the, you know, he lived out in Florida, and uh, he would come up, you know, every couple of weeks, and then he'd do TVs, and that's, he was, you know, at the WWE studios, you know, two weeks ago, and, and it's just amazing that he never stopped, and he was doing shows all the time, I'd see him, I'd look like, you know, I'd saw him like, how do you keep doing this? It's just unbelievable that... But but he loved it so much. He loved being out there. So uh, I don't look at it like God. Maybe he should have been back in Florida resting. You no, know, I think that that's the way he would have done it, no matter what. That's an interesting. He just, he yeah. just loved being around the fans. This is who he was, right? Like yeah. it, it's it's what, what, what it sounds like you're saying is that he was just never not Mean Gene, and and that's yeah. Well, Mean Gene was Mean Gene. I mean, it's just uh, you know whether he was doing his job or if he was just uh, you know out there. Oh, <laughs> it's man. always. Always the same. Always had you know such a quick wit, 
and uh, it was just always a, a, a blast to be around. Uh, it's it's really cool, Sean. Is there one like the, is there one moment that jumps out at you? Is there one that like that it, it took the edge off for you that he made fun of you or something like that, and then you knew like you know okay this is going to be all right now. Yeah, I, I I think it was my first WrestleMania, and it was down in Atlantic City, and um, I just remember I was really worked up over it. I was supposed to do these live interviews, which um, you know could imagine. Uh, I never really had I'd never been in that that format before, and um, he just told me before I went out. He said, "Kid," he said, "It's just like any other day, and that's where you have to look at. This is no event different than any other." Wow! And you know, and that's kind of the way he always, you know, always looked. No matter what we were doing, it, it, you just you, that you already were good at what you're doing, so just keep doing it. But whatever the stage is, it's not going to be any different. There may be a few few more people out there, but. Uh, you know, that, I remember that vividly because I was a wreck, you know, going into that. And I still looked at that Donald Trump interview I did. And it was like the worst one I'd ever, ever did in my life. But, you know, uh, and I even remember after that, he said, you get the next one, kid. You know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, because that's the way it is. You just, you know, you just, you just keep looking forward. You don't have a rearview mirror. And uh, that, that, that uh, advice from him was just, phenomenal and i never forgot that it was that that after that after that event i was never had a problem wow wow that's great that's cool do you you have a favorite story about him uh maybe not involving you but just something that you love to recall man well you know there's a few that i wish i could tell on the air because uh you know some of the some of his material was a little blue <laughs> We're I, a I podcast. You can tell it. Yeah, we can we can all-time. clean it up. We can clean it up if you yeah. need to. Yeah. Well, my my all time favorite though was the uh, there's a Coliseum video out there that we did on a golf course in Stanford, or one of the courses out there. And, and, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Bobby Heenan is with him. And the, the whole the whole ploy of it is that they're having a round of golf, and of course Bobby's never had a club in his hand, and Gene's trying to guide him through this, and I'm out on the course covering it. And we had this, you know, uh, cable with a microphone with the WWF logo on the thing. The cable they got me was, you know, like 500 feet long, so I could be everywhere. You know, before anybody knew what a wireless was, but it was part of that. You know, what the hell? Because <laughs> we always had a microphone in our hands. And I just remember that day was just so much fun because they scripted nothing. And I, and I, uh, your, your listeners, uh, I hope that they. We'll take the time. I, I believe it's on the network now, the WWE network. But just the bridges in between those matches and and the uh, the comedy between those two. And, and and remember when you're watching it that this is just happening. There's not somebody who handed them scripts and said, "Okay, you ready? You got this down? You got the lines down?" No. And uh, you know, all the play between us was just ad lib. And uh, that to me was my all-time favorite day that we that awesome. uh, I spent with the WWF cuz afterwards we went to the the, the uh, clubhouse bar and had a few uh okay. as they say <laughs> and, uh, a few Oakerlands. it was just that yeah, to me that was one of the most memorable days ever at the WWF just being with those guys because I felt privileged to I mean the two of the uh, the funniest people in the world and I and that's to me that's even outside the world of professional wrestling and those guys could have made it anywhere that's awesome man Hey Sean, I know you're back. You know, the, the recently got back into the world of uh, pro wrestling with the podcast and yeah. and been doing that. But for people that don't know about it or other things that you've been up to of late, uh, what's going on in your world? Well, uh, 
Yeah, I've been doing this now. It's kind of funny. I was thinking, you know, it's been almost a year and a half, and I kind of came into it kicking and screaming. Uh, some people had, uh, you know, approached me about doing it. I'm like, well, who the hell wants to hear from me? But here <laughs> we are, you know, 80-plus episodes into it, and I've uh, interviewed the whole uh, first premise of it. You know, I started with Hatch, so I said, Doug, he was with me for a while, but then his schedule was just was brutal. I mean, he's still on the, week, on the road every week. So after about 20 episodes, uh, I decided I wanted to keep going with it, and I figured, okay, well, maybe I can get some of the uh, my old friends from the... Uh, the golden age, as we like to refer to it, one of the greatest eras of professional wrestling, to come on and just talk to me. And, and uh, we've uh, got a great lineup of, of guests uh, already, and uh, we're really looking forward to 2019. We've uh, started a Patreon uh, membership that we've got uh, people signed up for, and we do watch-alongs on uh, another platform where we watch uh, you know, one of the events and then people can come on and do Q&A with me, and then uh, I bring guests on, which is a lot of fun. Cool. Some of the superstars. Uh, so that, that's something we've got planned in 2019. So it's been it's been a lot of fun, and I didn't know if it lasts two episodes, you know. So uh, I've really enjoyed it, and uh, I think why the reason people like it so much because it really is just a conversation. It's not an interview. Uh, it's it's a conversation talking about everything from their past and professional wrestling uh, to you know. Uh, what they're doing today, and and also, you know, it, once you hear these stories, you know, they're all inspirational. It's just amazing to me, and I didn't realize it until we were a few episodes in, and I said, these guys have incredible lives, and there's it, there's more than uh, to be learned here than about what happened during the era that they worked in professional wrestling. These guys, you know, a lot of them came from nothing. Sure. Uh, a lot of them, you know, of course, were told you're never going to make it. And they did, these are the guys who refused to give up. Pretty much every one of them. Nobody said, hey, you're going to be a superstar. You know, there's a few exceptions there, but most of them, it was how bad do you want it? And they just kept showing up in the, in the thousands and thousands of miles on the road and, you know, and then maybe and reaching great heights and then have it all come crashing down on them and then trying to figure out afterwards, what do I do now? And they're, I think it's t- for anybody. Uh, these stories are just very inspirational. So uh, the podcast has really just evolved into uh, storytelling and these guys' uh, lessons in life. So I hope everybody checks it out. It's prime time with Sean Marie and got a great episode out. Uh, we just finished our, if you want a good sample, just uh, listen to the episode we had out this week. It's our best of 2018. And it's about three hours plus of uh, a lot of these clips and then I do a Q&A at the end of it. So that's a great one. And then we've got Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. We drop a new episode. So I hope everybody checks it out. Very cool. PrimetimeMooney.com will link you right to it. And, of course, at PrimetimeMooney on Twitter and at Who, which is great, on Twitter as well is how you can follow Sean. You guys know where that comes from, right? I should, but tell me. Well, when I – Bobby, we used to, uh, you know, have kind of a back and forth when I would do the event center and the shows. And uh, whenever uh, Vince would throw to me, he'd say, "Let's go to Sean Mooney the event center." And Bobby ah. would always say, "Oh, yeah, now I remember. <laughs> yep, yep, and, that's uh, perfect." I thought that that would, uh, uh, if for people that uh, knew uh, professional wrestling, they'd get a kick out of that. And otherwise, and I kind of, and, and they also, this also reminds me of like, who the hell are you, Mooney? Uh, <laughs> so I've never forgotten that, and uh, you know. 
That's awesome, man. Hey, Sean, there you go. I, I know it's it's tough to do these, but I really appreciate it. And and hearing you tell these stories has warmed our hearts, man. And everybody loved Gene, but uh, it's really cool to hear you talk about him. Thank you for doing this, man. We'd love to do it again down the road. Yeah, I tell you, it's, uh, you know, I, I didn't get to be around him a whole lot, but, uh, you know, uh, we did stay in touch, especially in the last few years. And, uh, you know, I, w- I will miss him. He was... Uh, somebody that I owe a lot to. I don't think uh, I would have ever made it if it wasn't for him. Like I said, he could have made it tough, and it was anything but that. He uh, welcomed me with open arms, and uh, I owe uh, a big part of my career in the WWE to Gene Okerlund. And like I said, I will miss him. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Back in here, segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and of course, the main AJ Francis. All right, well, uh, we now know, we now know we've been dancing around it for the last few weeks, but there will be a new wrestling company entering the fray in 2019. All Elite Wrestling is happening. And it involves, as we've been talking about, Tony Khan. All the Elite. All the Elite, yes. All the elite, uh, and and like their titles are all executive vice president, right? Like, is that? Yeah, at least the Bucks and Cody, yeah. Right, the Bucks and Cody, and you said that Brandy just got announced as Brandy was chief brand officer, I believe. Uh, <laughs> how about chief brandy officer? Hey, hey. Um, that was dumb. Um, and <laughs> then, do we know anything else yet? We know they're doing a, a, a there. They've there's some event. Yes, they're. In Jacksonville on Tuesday, which, by the way, also where SmackDown is this week. There's a big thing where presumably they'll be announcing the date and location for All In Double or Nothing. That's being heavily rumored Vegas Memorial Day weekend. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, and supposedly, and this is the latest rumor, there have been talks with Turner about putting it on one of their channels. Now, that is the most significant thing yet, then. Yes. That's the most significant thing yet, if that's the case. So, um, you know, look, as I said before, I think this is about what your expectations are. I think if you think that on day one they're becoming a competition for WWE, I get it, there's money, but they're not just throwing money away wildly. They don't, that's not a good business strategy. Um, WWE has a decades, decades head start. I think that they can immediately position themselves as a quality number two brand. And as it looks more and more like Impact is... On the Pursuit Network? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't look like Impact is that... I know we've been... I know we've predicted Impact's death for like the last... Since the beginning of the show. No, I mean, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean our show, right. Yeah, yes. since roughly the beginning of our show. But I think at this point, it's we're, it's as close as we've ever been to saying... How many episodes do we have now, Aaron? 
I believe, actually, I, I was looking that up earlier because it occurred to me that we're getting close to number 200. I believe this is number 194, 195 around there. Wow. Wow. We should do a party. We should do a party. When are you coming home next, AJ? Let's see. Uh, it would be for my dad's... Um, to, my dad's actually about to have his uh, his uh, 300th bas- career oh, that's basketball cool. win. That's cool. Do you so, know? Uh, it will probably be sometime uh, in February or, or Okay, well, if this is show number 195, we need your dad to time that out that he wins it in five weeks. We need that to happen. Can you talk to him about that? Yes, I will. And then we could do so. Your but your elimination chamber, maybe. I was thinking, like, yeah, yeah, that might work out. Uh, Sausage Castle's got an event Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl weekend. So this would be a couple weeks after that. There's no how many how many games your dad plays. There's no way this could happen around the Royal Rumble, right? There's no way we could do it. Um, I literally he's texting me. He's at two ninety two right now. Yeah, it's probably gonna be tight to try to do it by the Rumble. I don't think there's enough games left between. There's not. They only because they only play two games a week, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so that wouldn't quite time out the rumble. But if it was right around there, if they won a bunch of games, it'd be cool to do an event for the rumble. We could do it around that. We'll figure something out. But we'll do a two hundred show party. We'll figure some way to do that one. Two hundred, two hundred. Um, I know we've been predicting the demise of Impact for a long time, but I think at this point it really is. It feels like it's all over, but the, unless they just want to keep going for the sake of going, right? Mm. Unless they want to say, look, we admit we're not we're not what this um, was supposed to be once upon a time, but we'll still do it for the sake of doing it. Um, you know, we gotta, we'll got we put some content on the Pursuit channel. It, it'll be it'll exist, but we're not pretending like we're anything more than what we are. That's possible that they could end up going that route. It's It's conceivable. Um, the real question becomes, what does this mean for Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor had positioned themselves in recent years as sort of the number two, despite not having a great TV deal, because they were inclined to you know, be, they, they are a TV company. They wanted their programming on their own channels that nobody has any idea where you could possibly find them. So what does this mean now if All Elite steps in today, presumably, presumably needing more talent, Ring of Honor just literally helped them pop or promote their first event by giving them talent for the event or allowing their talent to be part of the event and, and producing it and producing the event. Now are they thankful? Which I think is going to backfire. Oh, it looks like they're going to be thankful <laughs> yeah. for that by all of a sudden well, turning around and raiding Ring of Honor for their so talent. Do we know? Well, I meant I meant more so because Ring of Honor sometimes has uh, fugazi streams. What do you mean? Oh, because it didn't look great, is what you're saying? Yes. Well, I mean, I thought, I thought the show itself looked fine. It was just the pre-show looked so awful. Do we know if are these exclusive deals? Are they sharing? Like we don't know yet. Then that's still that's going to be the interesting thing. Is that you know presumably the the top guys are aren't going to wrestle for anybody else. Well, but who knows? They might wrestle for New Japan, but they obviously won't wrestle for Ring of Honor. Um, just because we we haven't had any signees. Yet. Why is that obvious? What that they won't wrestle for Ring of Honor? If they're yeah. having a TV show, I mean, first of all, Ring of Honor won't let you wrestle for another TV show uh, if you wrestle for Ring of Honor. It is. I'm saying no. I'm saying I'm saying why couldn't those guys wrestle at Ring of Honor too? Well, because they'll be wrestling on another TV show. 
and Ring of Honor. Yeah, were yeah, but but everything that they've done in their in the last everything Cody's done in the last two three years has been to try to change the system. Yeah, I was just going to say that, AJ. I, I feel like don't assume that any of the old rules are going to apply. To and any that's probably. Yeah. I think it depends. That's what, I'm saying. what I would say is, I would bet that depends on how significant they're trying to be. Right. Like well, it also depends on how uh, how much the rest of these p- people want to play ball and survive because. You, you would think it's going to hinge their, all their survival. And, and honestly, this new company needs to be smart, needs to be fiscally smart, needs to be needs to be run more like a new media company with like young energy and young – instead of trying to do well, it the old way. Well, I think that's way. what they're expecting from Cody in the box, right? right? Like, so I think like in, in, in that essence, you wouldn't want to sign people to the big exclusive deals and things because that's exactly why these companies – Well, you would say that's the WCW problem, right? right? right. Like the WCW problem and is I also, – And I also think that – I mean – Cody is kind of old. That's true. Like, you yeah, know, you're right. He's not. That, it's a fair point. He's, uh, you know, like most of their target audiences. I mean, he's younger, younger than the Bucks. <laughs> is he the Bucks? I didn't know that, but Bucks I didn't are Bucks are I think 34 and 36. Is that right? But here's the Cody's thing. only 33. But here's the thing: you have a 33, a 36, and what a 32 year old. Okay, so company. Matt is 33 as well. So for yeah. people that are in that position, they're super young. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, but I was I was just saying like they might have like the their best bet would be to try to even steal like if you steal the the younger demographic of like eighteen twenty five out of from underneath WWE and that's, with that's the hot topic thing that they've been doing for the last couple yeah. of years that's what they they've had a lot of success going after you're, that you're cooler Ex- like that's the point yeah. yeah and that that's how you have a long lasting fucking fan base. Agreed. Um, well, I, it could go either direction, right? You either have a long-lasting fan base, or you're the flavor of the week. Yeah, and then those people don't give a shit anymore, and they're on to the next. I, I think there's a big okay. So we say they're working on a deal with Turner. That's great. It, I don't think that's because Turner is envisioning putting this on Monday night and creating a Monday night war. No, not right? not Monday night. I think they know better. They they saw what happened with Impact specifically but, when they okay. went head to head. But I still I think mean, right now, a... right now the show is is trademarked as Tuesday Night Dynamite. This should be a Netflix show. Like this should be. I like, actually don't disagree with this. That. Should be like a Hulu show, yeah. a Netflix show. Yeah, like this shouldn't be. I mean, unless unless that network is just contributing so much to the bottom line that they right. have, that they need it. That's where you're going to be different. You know, well, I mean, I know the network is the network, but I mean, where it's yeah. different is like this is how kids are consuming things yeah. on their phone. And like, you're trying to reach they're that. They're not watching TV, man. Well, is there, is there a way that they could do it both ways? Could they do a deal? This is uh, Lucha does this, right? Where well, like it's after though. It's after the Yeah, season. Lucha doesn't do it until oh, the season's the season. over. It's like could a normal do, TV show they, for could Netflix. Could they do an end of the week type of thing? With Hulu, you can. So, because is the it, regular TV shows Is it, it possible that they could work out a deal with Turner? That it'll air – is this TBS or TNT that they're looking to do it on? We, we don't know exactly. Or could, I, I guess that, it could be true TV. And I think it depends on what the relationship is because I think Hulu has certain – is it NBC owned, I think, um, that, that yeah, branch yeah, of yeah. media? Mm-hmm. So I think if it's – as long as it's in that family – Well, it probably wouldn't work because NBC is still in bed with WWE. Right. True. So that probably wouldn't work. I don't know – I don't know if TBS like I watch The Detour. It's one of my favorite shows on TV, but I don't know. Like, TBS has their own like TBS on demand, and they, it's their own thing. They, they all do now. I mean, yeah, I, I don't true. think there's a channel yeah. that doesn't have that. Um, but you, could they make make a partnership? Could it be that this company says to? Because I think it's a good idea. I don't disagree yeah. with you, Brandon. Could it be that they say to Turner, "Hey, look, you get the exclusive rights for a week. Yeah, that from Tuesday until Sunday night." 
the only people, the only place anybody can see it is either live well, or on your streaming. But then on Sunday night at midnight, going into Monday, it now moves to so, Netflix as well. So I think maybe in the future, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of entities are going to have this issue going forward, and and sure. these conversations will be had in regards to a lot of things. Right now, the way things work for a station like that, I mean, WWE has this problem. You can't watch the Raw replay on the network until, like, what is it, three weeks later? Is that or, really? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but they have it on demand. But the problem is you still have to have cable to watch right, that. Right, right. And so to log in to, like, TBS online, you still have to use but your that, Comcast but, password. Right. But that's my point. My yeah. point is that it's a, still a win for the TBS folks to say, we're going to give you a week of exclusivity. Right. We're just saying that after the first week... We get it on the Fight app or whatever. whatever it is, yeah, right. right. Like right. something along those lines. Um, are, I mean, do you think that on this event on Tuesday they're going to announce everything or just... No, I, th- I, think, I think this is going to be a double or nothing related thing. Okay, so clearly if it's a Tuesday night thing, I'm assuming that means they're going to wait to start the TV show until after SmackDown moves Fall. to Friday. Yeah, yeah. SmackDown's going to Friday. Right. So, so then... When exactly do they move to Fridays? October. Is it, yeah, it, the I fall, think, the, the, whatever October. the new fall season starts. Yeah, I think I think there's a date. I think it says October. I mean, it might be a specific date, but I think it said coming. Like when you watch football and the promos come up, I think it says coming October 2019. But I uh, yeah, fr- Friday, October fourth, 2019. Okay, that's pretty man. definitive. Oh man, guys. Somebody needs to come out with a, a Thursday show. <laughs> Finally, Maxim's going to have some competition. <laughs> <laughs> what day of the week doesn't have wrestling? <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I guess technically Impact will still Friday. be on Thursdays. but no, Friday will be SmackDown. Yeah, Saturday. Be... Who's going to come out with the Saturday show? <laughs> um, we have on Saturday in most places. <laughs> well, hang on. MLW have been on Friday, so MLW could end up trying to shift once oh SmackDown God. moves. Wrestling yeah, right? every day. I'm in favor Wrestling. Of that. Um. Look, I SCW should be on Netflix. Oh wait, that's not a bad idea either. On uh, Saturday, is that did that actually like? like I, I think that's started. That's going on air in like two or three weeks. Wow, I think we're supposed yeah. to have somebody on to talk about it. I don't remember who yeah. it is. So I'll, <laughs> Santana Garrett, maybe. I, somebody they, they reached. Yeah, probably. No, actually, they might be the guy. It might be the guy that like. <laughs> oh, is you can't the, do that. I just no. can't. All right, I all right. I'll talk. I'll talk to them. Talk to women's wrestling. All right, I'll talk to them about. I know they reached out to me about having somebody on when this whole thing starts. Um, look, I'm excited. I am because I'm a wrestling fan, and I'm 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 excited for something that's good. And as I always say, competition in any form is good. Um, the problem is, I, it needs to be competition, and that's not what we've had. We've instead had everybody sort of cannibalizing each other the last few years. It's, I I am. I am inclined to like the idea of the wrestlers running the company. It would seem like for everybody, that's a good thing. It means one less middleman for fans that money has to go to, right? Like, if if the money's going directly to the wrestlers, it means it's not going to somebody in between the wrestlers, and it's not one more mouth that needs to be fed, right? So that would seem like costs would, you would hope, be more prohibitive or, or less prohibitive for the the consumer all of these things seem to be good things to me i still need to see it i still need to let it come to fruition and know exactly what it is and the quality of the product and the whole thing on paper thumbs up right like and, and who this is unprecedented because there's been wrestling bookers but there have been wrestling owners right right like wrestler owners yeah. right right i mean sure. i, bo- I- 
I, 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 speaking of bookers, I'm the I uh, booked a former WWE match for SCW. Oh, there what is it? We will have uh, Bull James, once known as Bull, Bull Dempsey, Dempsey, going one on one with Simon Grimm, once yeah, known as Simon, Simon Gotch. Gotch. All right, should, I dig that. Should be fun. I dig that. That's very cool. When and which show is that? That is on January 20th, which we are calling SCW Matters. It is the show Joey Ryan will be at. Uh, I can, I'm going to post the, the poster on the Java Now page later. Dope. Dope. Um, uh, it's going to be really good. Joey Ryan's going to be there. Um, Sugar Bear will be in attendance for sure. Now, I don't know much about that. That and the show not... and the show Never is 100 percent free. Now, what about the blowjobs? That those will be in the house afterwards. Oh. Those, but are they? Be, are they free to or to, to the house party? Are they? Because I I heard about the Veterans Day show them being free for the military members. If you have a pee bag, are they free? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if you have cancer? I need to go to Florida. I would like to think that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, uh, Aaron. Tell everybody about Wrestle Kingdom this week. I don't want to go too far into it because by yeah. the time the show posts, like basically. Wrestle Kingdom will be starting, but uh, just give us the quick rundown, and then we'll talk more about it next week. Yeah, yeah, re- real quick. Uh, match of the night, I think, is going to be the very first match of the night as uh, Kota Ibushi takes on Will Ospreay for the Never Open Weight that Championship, suck. which is going to be awesome. What's the championship called? The, the this never open, is the, the Never Open Weight Championship. And you guys watch this as like a cool thing? Oh, what a dick! Damn. <laughs> what a dick! What an asshole! What the hell is Jesus. that? It's no SCW. <laughs> <laughs> because you have cancer, you're allowed to just shit on things that people enjoy. Uh, I mean, Jeez. I've been shitting yeah, on a lot of things. To be fair. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, running down the rest of the card, main event is Omega versus Tanahashi for the IWGP title. You have Jericho versus Naito for the IC title in a no DQ match. I was just made no DQ about 24 hours ago. Uh, you got Okada versus Jay White, Cody versus Juice Robinson for the yeah. IWGP US title. Yeah, of course you knew that. I knew that, Aaron, because as of you know, I did. I have been a Juice Robinson fan since there's been a Japan. Since <laughs> literally the day that Japan was discovered, I have been a fan of Juice Robinson. Everybody who discovered Japan? Juice Robinson did. Everybody That's knows what that. I was waiting for. That's yeah, exactly right. That's why he wears the pirate and the uh, the correct. sailor's outfits. That's correct. So he discovered it. Uh, Kushida versus Saji Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. And then you got uh, Grilled of Destiny versus LIJ versus the Young Bucks for the tag titles. Oh, and uh, Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the British Heavyweight Championship. Uh, yeah, it sounds sounds like it's going to be a real tough, yeah, real real awful card is what it sounds like. That sounds yeah. like it will suck. All right, very good. Um, all right, anything else that we haven't covered? Yes, Brandon? Well, d- can we talk about the WWE shows that you guys don't watch ever? Which ones? So NXT and 205. Well, it's not it's, that we don't watch them ever. It's just that we have to go back and stock. I don't really watch 205 Live. So there's ever. a couple things that are interesting. Uh, I watch NXT Live. That is true. Thank he you, does. Me and you. I know you yeah. watch it. These guys don't watch it. I watch it eventually. Watch yeah. <laughs> just kidding. So two interesting things. Um, more so, so on 205 Live, they're – Drake Maverick did a segment where he said that Noop, he's talked to both general managers from SmackDown and Raw, which seems like kind of out of story. Yeah, yeah that's a little weird. <laughs> and that new people are coming to 205 Live, both from, at least he inferred from the other shows and from elsewhere. 
and that yes. new a bunch of new people are going to be debuting within the next few weeks. So that is kind of interesting to me because, you know, does that just mean like Kalisto is, you know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah, it could. It could. He- well, he has been tweeting because uh, a bunch of people just had their impact. Uh, Trevor Lee and DJ oh, right. Z, amongst a few That's others. Right. And he's been tweeting right at them, being like, oh, your contracts are up. Hmm. Is Trevor Lee 205, really? I always he's thought he's small. Is he? I always thought he was bigger than that. I don't know why. And, and I, Trevor I'm 205. Well, the, the, wow. the, 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 build at 205. Yeah. The, the other yeah. thing I, I noticed when watching the show this week, I'm, is some I'm of those, yeah, some of those like guys are definitely 130? not. Right. Yeah, two, well, 205 and 138. Drew, Drew Gulak is not 205. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then NXT, they're maybe I don't I'm not like an, I don't follow a lot of indie wrestling, so I don't know who some of these guys are sometimes. Yeah, you don't watch SCW. <laughs> <laughs> Not when I'm on uh, morphine and right after surgery. Actually, that sounds like the best time to watch it. I got to be honest. It would be better, right? (laughs) No. Just kidding. So um, there's a guy they're teasing, AJ or uh, Aaron. I can't even pronounce his name, but he looks like a monster. It's like Dominic Dijakovic. That's who we had uh, had him on the show. He's a former guest of the show. Who is that? Is he good? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Donovan Dijak's great. We had him on the show right before he signed with NXT. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. And, uh, yeah, just a big guy, fairly athletic for his size. Had some great matches with Keith Lee before they both signed. Um, yeah, he's going to be great. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for it. And they were trying. Like they, a beast. Were they, were, they were calling him something else when they had him wrestle. What was just it? his last name, right? Or, well, oh, no, you're right. They it had was, a fake name. It was Chris, right? Yeah, they were calling yeah. Chris Dijak, yeah. weren't they? Yep. Yeah, something like yeah. that. All right, All very right. good. Um, Brandon, what, do we, what can we plug for you? Like my colon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I don't, I don't know. Is there anything coming to Ram's Head that Ram? Lake Street Dive tonight. Yeah. I, Are we going? It'll be over. I'm not going. You're not going. I'll put you on the list if you want. I, I was only going to go if I was going with you. Yeah, yeah. but I can't. All right, all right. I'm I in sweatpants. Uh, we've got a whole bunch. Of, wait, Seven Dust is coming. We've oh got, man, I'll do that. That's uh, Feb 10. We've got uh, Walk the Moon February 4th. We've got bunch of stuff just go to ramsetlive.com and check it out very cool lots of big shows and we will be doing a gofundme for brandon we will be the, unfortunately as we said last week there's a lot of things that suck about cancer one of them is that it costs a lot of money and yeah. that's that's the shitty part so we'll be doing um that's not the shitty part i guess it's there's a lot of sh- jesus the cancer Christ. is the yeah shitty that's part. the shitty part it's the next shitty part that comes after that but we will be doing a gofundme and we're legitimately going to do those t-shirts okay. like we're going to do that that's going to happen i can't wait for that well thank you because like you know doing stuff like this and just hanging out and talking is the best medicine so well why don't you come on the show every fucking week then all right i'm down dog Come on, man. Although, yeah. the guy with cancer drove to the fucking studio. Oh! Oh! World star! <laughs> wow! World star! Damn. <laughs> and the other people. Well, well AJ, 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 yeah, AJ's in Florida. AJ yeah, correct. Yeah. Aaron's just like, man, I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like it today. I had other things. We even ordered food and everything today, Aaron. And here Damn. You, yeah, where were Although you? he shamed me by not eating, oh, so I had to God sit here sakes. and eat in front of him by myself. I had plenty of dill peanuts. I assure you of that. All right, uh, Aaron – or no, AJ goes uh, – AJ, go ahead. Run through your everything. We forgot to talk about how Dean Ambrose and Daniel Bryan are exactly the same storyline. <laughs> uh, I been, talked about that. Uh, Brandon's been holding on ago. to that. No, yeah, yeah Brandon disagrees sarcasm. with you. Yeah, hashtag he disagrees sarcasm. with you, and he's been holding on to that for a little while. Ago. 
All right, AJ, run through your. I fucking hate you. Run through, <laughs> run through your plugs. Run through them. Same gimmick weeks ago. Oh God. You're all beneath me. You're all terrible people. Weeks ago. Anyway. Well, I might be. That's possible. That's possible. <laughs> no, that's also. I'm saying that's also their gimmick. Oh. Oh, that's what you're saying? Oh, they're saying they're been yeah, well Yeah, Daniel Bryan's better. Alright, now moving forward. <laughs> Same gimmick. Anyway, uh uh you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis four one oh. Got a lot of uh I'll be pushing a lot of SCW um coming up. I got a new single that'll be coming out probably at the end of this month, if not early next month. Um and uh, you know, just Hit me up on social media. Like I said, all social media, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, everything is AJ Francis 410. All right. Uh, Aaron, go ahead. I am on Twitter at the AOster. You can find us on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. You can email us jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Uh, find me at the Baltimore Sun. I'll be doing uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to watch it Friday or Saturday, but I'll be writing about it after I do. And then, of course, the big, uh, whatever the big press conference is. On Tuesday with All Elite, I'll be uh, having an article about that as well. Very good. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you next week for uh, for Brandon Linton, for Aaron Oster, and for the main event. Vent. Vent. She still hasn't done the rap video yet. And the- she, she actually has for two weeks now. I have it. It's just trash. Oh, what? So- oh, okay. Does it- <laughs> and eat She's your pizza so like a real bad. human being. Go ahead. But. <laughs> AJ Francis, this has been Jobbing Out.